What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Life's a Garden. Today's guest is a returning guest. He is the rhythm guitar player in our band Cutthroat. He was just here not that long ago for the 100th episode with the entire band, but he's back today for his second solo appearance on the show. I've been playing music on and off with this guy for over 10 years. We go way back to high school together. And uh, before we get into it, I do want to announce we have a show coming up August 20th out at the Harley-Davidson. We're going to be playing with fake news, so come check it out. It's a charity event. Support a good cause. Support the band. We look forward to seeing you. It's been a minute since we've had a show, so we're really excited about this one. But let's get into today's episode, shall we? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome back Justin Singer. What's up, Creed? What's up, man? <laughs> Welcome back. I mean, you were just here not long ago. We did the whole big 100th episode. Yeah. But it was a little, you know, we had a lot of people on. A lot of, not a lot of room to talk. Yeah. It's hard. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I knew, that w- I knew that was going to be a big feat to handle with five guys, but it was the 100th episode. I had to go big or go home. I loved it. But it it's been Almost a hundred episodes since you've been on last. I was like one of the first yeah. guests. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a while. I had Mac on a couple Two weeks years. ago for the first time in the same amount of time. Mm. Now you're back for the first time. Like we're we're going old school. We're going classics. But better equipment, better editing skills, better camera system, all the stuff is just top notch. And you're back for your second appearance. I'm so happy about it. The sequel. <laughs> the sequel is always better than the original. Wait. I disagree. Not, that's not how it goes. But in this case, oh, no. I think it's going to be. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, I already shouted out the show coming up in August in the intro. So, nice. I'm excited about that. I'm, Heck yeah. It's been a bummer that we haven't had the amount of shows I was hoping for in this summer. But we, like, right. we, we were just talking about how the fact it's not really been without trying. You know, like That's true. we've we've made attempts to have shows in J- June, July, and they just either fell through or we weren't able to get on, yeah. or and in between that and you know, I've had weddings, Drew's out of town. Right. Yeah, no, I had I went out of town. A you went times, out of town. Yeah. Like it's just been a busy summer, and honestly, I kind of look at it like a good thing for the band because it's like. Rather than just being go, 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 and like kind of burning out, mm-hmm. we'll be hungry when the next show comes. Yeah, I agree with that. And I've kind of experienced that in other bands before where it's like, now we're done. Like we're burnt out and it's over. But, right. But we've been we've been pretty steady and I do feel that feeling of like, cool, now I'm ready. It's been, I mean, definitely not, I would not want to go this long again because it's, yeah. it's been almost six months. It's like. Yeah, maybe February. That so was the last a long show. time. And I don't remember why we didn't do March or April. Hmm. I can't remember the what was going on there. I know I was out of town in April. Hmm. Maybe that was part of it. Um, 
Can't remember, yeah, that was a long period for us since we're like already up and going and to not play shows. I think did we write some we, new songs in that time? Maybe one. No, no, oh, no, because we played both the new ones at the February show. But we're like kind of working on some new stuff now. Yeah, it's it. Well, and that was the other thing that was hard too. Is like we weren't all at practice for a long time yeah, there. Yeah, that's true. We were having a hard time getting everybody at practice, whether it was scheduling or people being out of town or right. whatever it may be. But, you know, I, it's it's good to separate yourself a little bit from the, you know, the band and the personal lives a little bit. Like, you got to remember that we do have personal lives and, like, not... I feel like when you envelop yourself so much in the band or any project that you're doing, whether it's music or or theater or whatever it is, can kind of, like, take away from that art a little mm. bit when you envelop yourself too much in it. And so it's it's good to like take a seat back and enjoy your personal life a little bit, then get back into the art and be like, okay, I remember why I like doing right. this. Because I'm so like black and white and all or nothing. And you know me, like I'll go crazy into it and then I'll burn out. And then I'm like, if I don't want to do it, I don't want to do it at all. And Cutthroat's been a really good way for me to be like, like a marathon. Like it's steady. It's happening. Like I can still live my life and, and have a life because when I was younger, I wasn't like as much of an adult and more, you know, put together. So I was like, oh, I got to go, 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 go. I got to make band stuff happen and I got to like get somewhere. And now I'm like, I am getting somewhere with like way less stress. Right. And like less c- is more killing myself over it. Mm-hmm. I get that. Like it's just. Yeah, I guess I, I agree. You know, it's mm. it's when when you when you put everything into it and then like it just gets to be too much and it's like I can't do this anymore. Like I need mm. a break. And then you take a break and you're like, I don't want to go back. Yep. But it's like if you if you take it in doses, like don't get me wrong, there's definitely things in this band that I, I wish we would have gotten to by now. Like mm. like recording or hitting the road a little bit. But right. I just think about it, it. It'll happen when it needs to happen. You know, That's we, true. we've also done things way sooner than I thought we would like the merch and the, the amount of, of fans that we were able to accumulate mm. for shows and things like that. Like we, we've grown at a rapid pace more so than I thought we would. Like I said, things that we probably, I would have enjoyed us to have by now, like, like a recording, but we have had a recording, yeah. you know? So we've done little things like that. We don't have an album or nothing, but that's, it'll come. You yeah, know? I think so. I think it's better to, to let it happen naturally rather than just rush it. I, yeah. In my experience, rushing it, you just end up with a feeling of like, it wasn't even worth it. Yeah. Cause it was like, it's one of those things where when it's done, it's done. And if it's not good, you just want to, like, I feel like I'm like, I just want to delete this and start over. So it's like, it's kind of a weird area to n- navigate. So I'm glad that, you know, if that comes, we're going to do it right. Agree. Or hopefully, you know, pretty good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I, I have all the faith in the world in this band. Like, it's truly the best, one of the best feeling bands I've been in as far mm. as like just natural feeling and like yeah. the the camaraderie within the the members right. and and we're gonna hit it hard in the in the third quarter of this year so yeah you know i think august september possibly october shows yeah trying to get multiple shows so yeah definitely i agree and i'm excited 
hell yeah, we're on the road back. So anybody out there who is worried about the state of cutthroat, you don't got anything to worry about. We're, <laughs> we're fresh, baby. We're coming with the hot new stuff. Just you wait. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying, too, uh, well, and you mentioned... You know, we've been doing music for a long time together. Yeah. As far as just like me and you, even way back from Cutthroat. Yeah, yeah. It's been like, it's crazy to think about. It. It's been over ten years. Yeah, I think it's maybe like twelve. Yeah, on like, a, yeah, on and off. Yeah. You know, not consistently, yeah. but on and off. Um, good point. Good part to uh, start with you, I guess. What are some of your favorite non-Cutthroat memories, music-wise? With the two, like in any projects we've worked together, that way I can at least relate and oh, yeah, and follow yeah. in on the conversation. Because you've been in multiple yeah. bands besides things we've been in. That's true. I mean, some of my favorite ones though were still the ones that we did because the feeling was just different. Mm. You know, um, I think um, I know you would agree with me. Calamity, we played that. One of those shows was pretty good at the oh, old the... Cine Seven, yeah. which is right next to where Lucas, you know, where Lucas is at. But yeah, like some of that stuff was pretty cool. That um, was a great show. That was really fun. When you had we, you brought people to come up on stage and jump with us when we played the last song. I forgot about that. And, and it maybe wasn't was corny or something like. But it just felt. But good. it was cool, and it felt cool, and yeah. it was fun. But um, and we won fans over on that one. That's when you. That's when you know you won. Is when you right. when people come to not see you, and then they end up liking your stuff. Right. You know, it's like I didn't come to see. I just came to see the op or the the opener or the headliner, and yeah. man, you guys blew us away. Yeah, definitely. That's a win. And we did that yeah. in that show. I agree. Yeah, for sure. I think. Um, like way back when we first when we did our first band when we were sophomores in high school, um, Psychosis, I think just right off the bat, like I remember like I I tried out for you and and Chris and it was even though I was supposed to be the one <laughs> trying out for you, right? I don't know. I didn't even think about that till years later. I'm like, wait a minute, how did they trick me into that? You were trying out for my band and now I'm trying out for your band. See, I always saw it like I always saw it like. I was trying out for your thing that you wanted to do. And then I was like, well, I have a guitar player. Mm. And like he was trying out for us. And then my guitar player didn't show up. So I was right. like, okay. Well, and that's that's where I kind of thought. I, I, I felt like I was joining your little thing. And then you your guitar player backed out. So I brought in my guitar player mm -hmm. or a guy I knew. And it was just kind of a collectively like joined thing. Right. I think I just remember like the level of like definitely on your part too of just the like belief and the passion and like i remember like for the first time ever like playing along to those songs and like you were really telling me what like the lyrics meant and i was like dude i totally feel that when we play the song and it's so incredible and <laughs> like oh, i can feel the pain when we play that part the music just hits it perfect and like but that's for good. some like, reason that just took me over the edge, and I was like, "I'm gonna do this," and I I was playing like, I look back on that, and I was like, "We were always out of tune." I was playing like half steps off at certain points, which is the worst thing you can do, and I'm like, <laughs> "This is kind of bad, dude." Like, it <laughs> was fucking terrible. <laughs> <laughs> like oh. I look back, and, and don't get me wrong, for for an for our first real project in as a freshman group in high school. I mean, what more can you ask for? Like yeah. it was dog shit, but 
It was our dog shit. It was our yeah. And like and like you said, there was feeling behind it. And honestly, there it, there wasn't like it wasn't all bad. You know, there were some bright spots. Our performing our performing levels were not there. Nah. Like obviously our talent levels weren't where they would be now or like cuz I was thinking about it too and I was like okay, you had songs already written. And then you were like this is it. And then, and Chris would try to like write a riff to it, but it would kind of be just like anything. Yeah. And it, and it like somehow worked, but probably didn't. And then I was like trying to see what he was playing and then Jasper's following along and, and it was a mess. I thought it was great, but the way it was set up was kind of weird. But the best thing about that band really was just the, the vibe and the feeling. Oh yeah. That definitely was was it for me. It was just the, like, me and you were so, like, this is our job, and we're gonna make it, and I was, like, so about that. Well, the thing that, the thing of it is, honestly, I've never thought about it until just now, was the, um, the first band was the vibe, the feeling, the energy in the music, but the, but the talent, the music, the songwriting, all that stuff wasn't quite up to par. Calamity the opposite the music the the t- the t- skill level all that was better it was definitely like the signature point of the band but the vibe the chemistry wasn't there mm-hmm. cutthroat is the best of both of those things yeah the chemistry's there the camaraderie the For songwriting sure. the talent is the best we've ever worked with as far as like just oh, full yeah. on skill level like the intricacies of songwriting the lyrics, like these are some of the best lyrics I've ever written. Mm-hmm. Some of the best songs I've ever been a part of, even remotely trying to write to. Just like the level of somehow in Cutthroat, everyone is just on the same page. Everyone gets along. And like, I don't know how it happened. It was so like effortless and it just, it just oh. happened. Yeah. And it was like, I didn't even have a lot of expectations really. Like, and I didn't ever really put a lot of pressure on it myself and like force and things. And it just, it just happened. And I look at, look back now and I'm like, wow, like it was like, it was meant to be, it just like came together. Yeah. It was very organic. Like it just, and they're all, everybody's kind of a seasoned veteran. Like, you know, we've, we've talked about this on, on the show here before and just how, 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 good everybody is at their job at what we do. And it doesn't feel like a job. It feels like yeah, just guys hanging out playing music. Right. Definitely. Like I remember even like not anything related to cutthroat, but maybe just being burnt out on music. Cause I was doing so many bands and stuff. And I remember like, you know, playing a show or like even specifically like the Halloween show or something and just being like, wow, like, yeah, I definitely am going to be into this. It's just, there's, there's a certain, feeling that comes along with it like it's right like it's this is what's meant to be like i don't know yeah and i still think there's another level to get to and i think it's possible of course and that's how that's how it should be like you should always be striving for for greater heights yeah and and for more things because yeah that's how you get better that's how you it, it makes you want to do it more right when you're when you got things on the horizon. Yeah, it was like I was saying to you earlier, if you don't have a to-do list, if you don't have any goals, then you're then you're done. Then what's the then point? Then you don't care anymore. Right. Because that's how I am. I'm like, 
I got a notebook list of things I want to get done with the band or something. And I'm like, if I don't have that, then I know I don't care. Right. You know? All right. Now I got some questions for you as a musician personally. Okay. So specifically just, um, within the, the bands that you've been a part of, it doesn't have to be anything that we've done necessarily. Okay. Any, any project that you've been a part of or a song that you've been a part of writing. Okay. Doesn't have to be one. Name a couple songs okay. that come to your mind that the song itself, whether it was one you wrote, whether it was one that we've all written together throughout the years, a few songs that just meant something to you as a whole, not necessarily lyrically, because I'm going to ask you that one next, mm. but just as a whole, the song that like you feel hit you right in the gut. Like It's just like every time you play this song or have played this song in the past, it was like, I don't know, it just had that like feeling. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Where it's like, it just hits you every time. Or, or you know, has like a, an overwhelming emotional feeling for you. Oh my gosh. One that I've been a part of. It's like, I'm trying to think of the one that's just over the top uh-huh. with that. Um, where it really hits me. Oh my gosh, I'm just like, trying to think. Do you, do, do you have one off the top of your head? Yeah, I mean, I feel like... Just speaking as far as like currency, like currently, mm. cutthroat. Uh, all that's left is one that really, really. I mean, that was already an emotional song for me lyrically, mm-hmm. but the music complements the lyrics. Like, it's it's more than just the lyrics because like the lyric, while the lyrics have a lot of meaning to me, the lyrics, it's not like a, a current thing that I'm dealing, like I'm having issues with. But the music just complements the song so much that it. You feel it through the music. Mm-hmm. That's one for me. Another one from Cutthroat that that I get that same vibe with, as far as like the energy is to the lost. Like like the music hits the note of yeah. of what the song is trying it really to is do. Like on the same page. Yeah, definitely agree with that. And I'm trying to think of some other ones from like Calamity or Psychosis. Yeah, I'm trying to think too. But I mean, this could be you know any of your other projects that you've been a part of too. That okay, maybe had more more of an impact for you. Okay. Um I think um from the Photoshop Lifters um this world was always a song that really I like that hit song me. too. Yeah, I don't know, there's something about the way it all hits musically and I do kind of feel like it has that same feeling of the music hits the the vibe of it of it really close and that also is kind of like a more of an emotional song for me lyrically but um it's a lot more like sad, I guess. I think most songs that hit you emotionally yeah. are the sad ones, especially if you're writing them. You because know? like for me, a lot of my writing, especially like in that band, was like kind of my diary, I guess, a little bit. So it was like a lot of sad, personal like feelings that I wanted to get out, mm-hmm. you know, and like kind of. Even some stuff with lyrics, like writing automatically, kind of like learning about myself and kind of looking back on lyrics and being like, wow, like I kind of figure out what that what that means for me. Like I'm like unlocking the lower levels of my psyche or something. I don't know if you've ever related to that, but. See, when I write songs, it's typically I just kind of it's weird because have you ever heard the theory of like, where do ideas come from? Like, like. do ideas come 
naturally from within you or do you harness ideas from some place within the the cosmos and they just kind of get pulled into you you know what i mean mm. so that's kind of how it feels when i write songs i'm like i listen to the music at least more lately you know when i listen to the music and it just kind of like i'll just start singing stuff and it just like it feels like it's supposed to be that and then when i start thinking about the meaning of the lyrics i'm like oh shit this is this and then i formulate it based on that i'm like this song is about this because I just started saying that and it perfectly works with the music. So it's like you're drawing from this like well of of ideas that are out in the ether. Really? As opposed to it just like, this is just something that came from me because I wanted it to. Right. Like, I totally agree with that. And that's how I write too. I don't like have this big preconceived well thought out pre-planned like lyric structure and oh it's going to be about this it's kind of more like like i don't know if you've heard of automatic writing but you're just kind of like it's like freestyling it's like yeah you're doing a lot of like na 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 like you're just kind of letting whatever come out and you i know you do this too but i do it too where like i'll kind of let certain phrases just come out too and Mm -hmm. and then i'm like oh yeah and that kind of makes me think of this, and this will go well with it, and then it just somehow all builds itself together. Yeah, and once you once you've established what the song is about, once you've established like this is the meaning of the song, this is what the song will be about, then you do structure more lyrics mm-hmm. around that. It's not all just you know, right? Pulling random words and making a a phrase out of it. Like it starts that way. It's like this is what like you don't think about this is what the song means to me even right. or or you don't go into it with a preconceived notion of like i don't care what this what the music sounds like this song is going to be about uh time and space you know what i mean it's, or yeah. this song is going to be about some political thing was, that i that's yeah. on my mind lately you know it's, it's just like you just start saying stuff and then it's like oh okay i'm getting an idea of what this mm-hmm. song's about and then and then you structure the lyrics more right. to suit that meaning so you're like it's an intuitive thing it's some kind yes. of like energy thing where you're like feeling the song and you're feeling the idea cuz for me i always thought of it like sometimes it's almost like it's shadow work where mm-hmm. i'm like um it's like some deep level personal work to like write songs and then kind of think for myself like wow what am i saying here or like i'll write a song and then like like all those things i'll write about will happen in my life like after i've written the song right where it's like i'm predicting the future or like it's a cycle or something but yeah it's funny that we both do that without knowing. I'm sure a lot of singers and I, writers do, but I would imagine so. And and it's funny because Jordan Peterson actually talks about this. Oh, really? Is um how music is an energy. Like it's not it's not a sound. It's not it's a frequency. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like it's a frequency that you have to like be in tune with. And that's why so that's why every human on Earth has a natural love for some form of music if anybody out there like truly just hates all music they're they have no soul right because music is a is a frequency of energy and of like it's a spiritual energy it's not it's not just um like i said sounds that make you think about the idea of a sound 
making you feel right. Mm-hmm. Like n- you don't really get that with with just natural sounds. You know what I mean? Right. Maybe a little bit, but when music, it takes you somewhere. Yeah. It makes you feel sad. It makes you feel happy. It makes you feel just by tones. Mm-hmm. And and it is like a spiritual frequency. So when you when you tap into that frequency and you pull from from that, you are cre like you, the words, the meaning, the message when they match how that song or how that how that how the um music makes you feel then it's a complete song you know what i mean i i can take a whole bunch of lyrics that i wrote that mean something to me but if the music doesn't match it then it's a nothing song like people can feel it that's why like songs like all that's left the the music itself you, you could do it without music and now we get the same or you could do it without lyrics and I would have the same feeling as I do with the lyrics because the lyrics match the music. Right. They match the tone. And you have to be able to be intuitive enough to find to that. find – because I don't necessarily either go into like, oh, here's some music I have. I'm going to try to write you know, lyrics to it and I don't force it. You know, I'm Sometimes I'm surprised with what I come up with myself. And I'm like – I didn't even, th- that wasn't even on my mind. Like, so it's like you, you, like you said, you're wondering like, where is this coming from? Like you're tapping into something, whether it's inside or outside or on some other dimension completely. I, I don't know, but it's cool because like you can have kind of people that really inspire you, you know, at, on your musical journey. And like, definitely you're an inspiration for me on that journey and like I'm sure there's a couple things I've gotten from you. Um, I know I accidentally ripped you off once. Oh really? Yeah. Like, and I I felt really bad. I think you might have told me about this. I but... did, yeah. And I was like, man, I I really didn't know. I mean, I've done that with so many artists that I've listened to, and but stuff. I think it's just because I spent so much time like listening to you sing and like hearing your style and hearing your lyrics, and it was. It happens to everybody. Rub off on you, you know. But what was it again? I think it was beyond the light, beyond the stars. Oh yeah, we never even used that in. in... Yeah, I know, but I just think it's funny that it's like, yeah, I did get that from you, and I totally didn't mean to. Well, it's like I mean, when you listen to thousands and thousands of songs, something's gonna bleed through. You're gonna be inspired, of course, of course. And 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 there's times that I'll I'll come up with like melodies that I'm just like. Oh, that's good. And then you realize, oh, that kind of sounds like this. Right. You know? Oh, yeah, for sure. Because it's so hard to come up with an original. And that's why it's nice to have people to bounce it off of. Mm-hmm. And, and like, so going back to what we were saying, like you said All That's Left was a big feeling song for you. I think, like, one of the reasons I really like Cutthroat and, like, what makes it different than other bands for me is, like, so, like, a song like Hypnotized, for example, that's just, like, super, like, da 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 Yeah, it's very... And everyone can, like, clap their hands, and it's very rock and roll, and it's, like, I really like that. Yeah. And I think there's a whole feeling in that, too, where it's, like, it's something where it's, like, it's more of a connection with, like, the crowd. Yeah. It's, like, something... Engagement. Yeah, it's got some sort of, like, juice to it that, like, instead of it being really emotional and... 
oh, it fits and it's something you can sing along to. It's more of a like, like a, it's like a fist pumping mm, anthem mm. and it's like a, like a side of music writing that I've really wanted to like tap into. You know, I used to like, I don't know about you, but when I grew up, I was like, wouldn't it be cool if we had a group of people headbanging in the front row and people were moshing and it's like, okay, maybe that's not going to happen now, but like some level of like crowd interaction like that, that's like more involved, I think is really cool. Cause I've seen a lot of just like people kind of looking Yeah, like, you know, what's cool is like for the type of music that I've done, it's like when people sing along, that's really cool. But people are just really in like intently looking, but it's cool to have that crowd engagement engagement. And I don't know what word I'm looking for, but like, because that song gives me a feeling too. Well, it's and it's like I'm on top of the world. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's it's just a high energy feeling. It's yeah. just like it's just like an adrenaline pump, you know. And that's kind of like you see that in the crowd. Like the crowd hears it, the crowd feels it, and the crowd reacts upon it. So it's mm-hmm. like that is what that song would induce is like just an adrenaline, like let's go, you know. Definitely. And so. I feel like a lot of our songs have that. And and that's what I do also like about the band is that we can go from heartstrings, emotional type songs to just a nice little groove. Like this could be just a chill vibe to like, let's beat some fuckers up, you know, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it, like let's, let's bob our heads and jump up and down. You know, it's like right. we have all these different things that I think, and, you know, appeal to every type of, audience and it's a testament too to the guys in the band that were able to be that open-minded because mm. i've been in a lot of bands where it's like people have this musical direction idea where it's like nope it's got to be this and it's like i can understand that to a certain extent but like i just think that you know we're able to do so many different things and well and we definitely all have different taste in music like mm. maybe not you know, it's not too far out of the realm of rock no. and metal. Like, I think that's a pretty safe bet to say that we all appreciate rock and metal. But, you know, <clears throat> Aaron likes a different type of rock and metal than oh, yeah. Lu- than Lucas. Lucas likes a different type of rock and metal than Drew. Like, we all like different like, stuff. I'll show up with the band shirt on and Aaron will be like, they suck. <laughs> <laughs> but then, you know, he likes stuff that we've never heard of. Right. Kind of thing. But, you know. You know I think a big part of it, too, is the, like, whatever way we've agreed that we write. Like, when the writing works with a group of people like that, it's like, okay, I guess the musical influences don't matter quite as much. When you're able to write together and you agree and you're all happy and it's flowing, you know? Well, we we don't write, like, any specific thing or any specific artist or anything. We write, like, cutthroat. Like, when we go to write a song, it's like, this is a cutthroat song. Like, we're writing, like, a cohesive unit. Because I remember, because we have, what, about, like, 15 songs now? Oh and there's a few of them where I think we were wondering, like, or, you know, some guys were wondering, like, is this a cutthroat song or not? And it's like, well, let's not put a limit on it just yet. Like, and now it's like, whatever song that was, probably one of our better songs. Well, or... and even even the ones that are just, like, take the two most drastically different songs that we have. And you're going to find pieces in both those songs that are uniquely cutthroat. You know what I mean? Right. Like, you can trace them back to being, oh, yeah, that's clearly them because of this and this and this. Because, you know, it's still I guess us. At the end of the day, like, I used to spend a lot of time worrying, like, oh, my gosh, every synth has to sound exactly the same. Or, or no one will know it's us and stuff like that. It's like, 
you're still you at the end of the day. And like you can be different in different songs and people are still going to know that it's you. And they're going to I think they're going to appreciate it more because take a band like Volbeat or fucking Five Finger Death Punch where all their songs are just the same song rewritten. And I don't care for that. And, you know, the same can be there are probably some bands, too, where all their songs are maybe not necessarily different, but maybe it's like they have a big hit single and then none of their other songs sound like that. And people are kind of like they were drawn in and then they were disinterested, but it's good to have a diverse sound to a certain extent, as long as it's good, I mm-hmm. feel like, and not too crazy. Yeah. Don't go, don't like, go so far off the, the beaten path that like your main hit is a pop type song. But, I mean, like 21 pilots is a good example of like, they seem like they kind of have some different genres and like, to me, when I listen to them, I definitely gravitate towards certain songs and I guess that's cool. You know, but you're still a fan. Yeah, I still, I still like, like the band, yeah. but, you know. But you want to, like, grow and evolve and change anyway, I guess. I mean, AC, oh, yeah. ACDC never did it, but. And they still ended up being one of the biggest cool. bands ever. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's just, they're also from a different era, you know. I, I, don't, I don't think a band like ACDC survives in an era like this right now. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Cause I'm not of, really sure what era we're in anymore. <laughs> yeah, the 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 SoundCloud era, the self-produced era. Like I, I had a guy telling me the other day, and granted, he's like teenager, telling me about some band he wanted to start that was like a revival thing, and it was like something with metal, like metalcore. And I'm like, wait a second, so like the music that I listen to, and you're just calling it a revival band? Yeah. And I'm like, like this is, geez, am I that old? Like, like metalcore is no longer a. Uh viable option like it doesn't exist anymore basically like, yeah it's like like 80s revival like that's what it sounded like when he was talking about it like it's, it's a classic like now. it's an ironic like bring it back to life thing and i'm like there's some guys that i know that are like they still think they're chasing the dream <laughs> should i tell them that they're like oh dude no you're like 10 years behind it's bro. like no it's if, revival now. if you're gonna do this now you're just a revival band you're just you're just bringing the old, the oldies back. I mean, and I think we do live in an era now where it's like decades ago, people just listened to what was on the radio or, you know, the bands that came to town and stuff. And now you have everything at your fingertips. So you could get into music and just really be in love with 80s thrash metal or, you know. Or something that came out yesterday. New metal. Yeah. Or just, it doesn't need to be new. It can just be whatever you found. Mm-hmm. And it's easy to find artists that like have 200 followers in Missouri, you know, like some random ass fucking band just randomly pops up on your Spotify. Right. I and, think, gosh, I'm, I'm sure the algorithm's not good for that band. It's, <laughs> no, no. And, and you do got to play to the algorithm stuff, yeah. but it's still possible. It's possible. Yeah. But I don't know. It's a tough, it, Cause... It's, it's the best time to be a small musician and the worst yep, time. I agree with that. Like you can be found, but there's just the, 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 the pool got this, it expanded times a thousand. It's almost like even with things like anything creating content, whether it's this podcast or anything creative, it's like people are like working now to like find their niche, find their market and then go off there. Yeah. Instead of like, oh, we're just trying to be giant. Mm-hmm. It's well, like, it's like 
and, and yeah, you could say the same about podcasting too. Yeah, it's like it's it, it's better to be in the pool than like you know having a small pool and be outside of it. Rather, now it's a big pool, but you're still in it. So mm-hmm. the chances of you being found do exist, whereas before it was very very slim that anybody would ever find you unless right. you fell into that that really small pool. And I mean. I guess playing locally too, being in Billings, it's like we're, you know, a medium sized town, I guess, compared to the country. Probably most people think we're small, mm-hmm. but we're kind of isolated. But, you know, Billings loves its like rock and country. And it's like we thankfully fit into that very well. Yeah. You know, but like. It'd be hard to be a, a pop star trying it, to make it. It would a... be hard to be something weirder here. And I f- definitely can tell being in Cutthroat compared to other bands I've been in. That's It's like music genre wise, this is way more well received than like yeah. the, the techno synth. And, well, <laughs> and to an extent, even like the more heavy, heavy stuff, like it, it does survive here, but it has its own like. It's not you're not gonna get a vast crowd. It's gonna be a very uh clicky crowd of those type of people that yeah. enjoy that music. Yeah. Like the really death y stuff. Right. You and know? I mean the more I've gotten into the metal world, the more I've noticed it's like um very particular. Mm-hmm. Like it's very like Oh, it's this genre, or it's this genre, and we and we hate that genre, but we only like this genre, and we're better than them because this and that guy plays this kind of guitar, and it's that drove me crazy. I was like, dude, I do not care. Like, <laughs> my amp, you could have gotten at a garage sale, plug it in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, okay, I do want to ask you specifically about songwriting. Okay, so. Well, we kind of did dive into a little bit about songwriting, but more so lyric writing. Lyric writing. For you personally, because I know you're, you've written a lot of lyrics. Okay. Off the top of your head, what are some of your favorite lyrics that you've written that mean a lot or just were, even if they didn't mean something necessarily, they were just a really like smart, unique okay. line or whatever? Um, something you were just proud of. I think there's probably several. I've just for the sake of me not erring and eyeing on here for too long. Um, the one that comes off the top of my head, um, it's a song called Unidentified, and I wrote it in 2016, and then I kind of rewrote it last year, and it kind of needed to be fit into like a better time structure. But, um, the line in the chorus is, "I've been split in two one for me and one for the unidentified. The unidentified gets one too. Oh, I like that. So it's kind of like a play on on words. Well, and it's like you ex- it, it it diverts from your expectation, which would be one for me and one for you. You know, that's what everybody like immediately would think is what you're going to say. Right. But then you divert it to something else yeah. that still works. And I've got like the two different uses of two. So, oh, like, nice. I've been split in two. Like, I've been split into two halves. Yeah. One for me, one for the unidentified. The unidentified gets one, too. So it's like they're getting my other half, and the unidentified being, you know, like, could be anything. I think that song kind of, for me, ended up being about, like, the really bad sleep paralysis that I would get. Oh, interesting. And that's kind of, like, what the verses are about and stuff, and... 
I just like that's one of those songs where like I wrote when I was like yeah I really do for some reason those lyrics just hit me right and the meaning just kind of it's not too complicated or too insane but I think it's cool I always liked lyrics that had like double meanings and things yeah. like that and on and I can't think of any off the top of my head that I've done I'm sure there have been many but um yeah I always liked writing lyrics that had double meanings or like where the verses offset each other like this they they have like the similar writing styles right but they're opposite or like they they uh contrast each other I don't know if you know what I'm talking about but like 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 you write them similar opposites, but they're oh, like they're the same cadence and stuff, but and, they're just different. And words. even the words are kind of similar, but it just is. It takes it in a different sense, I guess. Okay, I, I can't give you an example off the top of my head, but I know there's been several times I've done that because I like stuff too where it could have multiple meanings to it. Yes, and yes. It's like I want you to, I want the listener to be able to find a meaning for themselves, and it's like sometimes I don't even have one meaning. For it like i've got two or three or sometimes i wonder what it's about mm -hmm. i guess you know what i mean but um yeah i'm trying to think because i know you've got some lyrics that are kind of like the one i just said where it's like a little play on words oh yeah where it's like hey that's kind of cool you know i also really like choruses that kind of like they're not like rhyme 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 they kind of like break apart yes, you know yes. and like and it kind of takes you for a little like, whoa, that kind of really made that interesting. Like, kind of diverted a little bit differently. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the one that came to my mind as far as, and I think this one's actually just more for meaning purpose for me, like like the central meaning of the lyrics. But at the same time, it also is just a really cool line. Is for God's sake, you need to get your life back now. Pull yourself together. It'll get much better, and you'll be forgiven. For God's sake. You need to see the light somehow. Uh, open up, open up your eyes and look deep inside, or you'll be forsaken. Yeah, see, and I like that's that too. and that's kind of one that I like where it kind of contrasts forgiven, forsaken. Mm -hmm. Like they sound similar, but they mean two totally different things. Yeah, and I like that. The other one that the other one that I thought of too, just just while thinking, sitting here, um, was it's one we haven't even used, and actually one that I would like to use. Um, and it goes, how can you speak to me? Pretend it means something. Countless times you've told me a tale that ends in betrayal. I see you slithering just like a serpentine. I like that one too. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I'm trying to think of another one that I've got. Um, just what, what did you say? Just lyrics that just meant something. Yeah. Whether it was something that you just thought was very uniquely cool or something that really did mean something deep and deep down to you. Hmm. I mean, yeah, I, I, I might have to think for a minute too. Uh, I know Rembrandt has some cool lyrics in it that I thought were really unique. Like, um, yeah, but they're kind of, they're unique, but also kind of generic, I guess. Like, uh, dream in color and then paint it fly on high or yeah fly on high from what's created mm. I like that one and then it ends with a, um, no breath taken is worth wasting yeah which I think is a cool like it means it's like kind of generic I guess but it was still kind of cool I guess yeah 
I know what was the one song that you had uh, with Photoshop that I really liked. Was that an older one? Yeah. Hmm. I do. Th- you know the uh, the other one that kind of was a clever phrase, I guess, or idea was the um, World War U. Oh it was yes, like, yes. There is a reason for all that I do. It's from a lifelong battle, a world war with you. So I thought I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. Um. And I guess you know that song is also kind of like it's like you're talking to yourself mm-hmm. a little bit, mm-hmm. and that's why I think that song's cool. Well, and that's cool too because the the song's called World War U. But you call it a world war with you. Yeah. And and that and that makes me think also back to God Forsaken a little bit. Is the song's called God Forsaken, but literally only say God Forsaken one time in the whole right. song instead of the very end. Because it says for God's sake, rather it's God yeah, Forsaken. Yeah. The title's like a little bit different. And I like stylized it like WWU. Yeah. Yeah. But um and like the verse or like the bridge, I should say. It's um I left my ammo simply rotting away. Don't expect a white flag. Declare war on me. And nice. Gotta, and then it goes into like the heavy part. Nice. But I like that. I love lyric writing. It's like yeah. po- it is poetry, man. It's, yeah. Because then you're like, oh, cool. I know what the main idea is, and like I can just say this now, right here. And then once you write it, you get that feeling of like that's perfect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're like in the zone. I sometimes it's funny too because you know we'll be doing. We've we have certain songs that we've just done over and over and over again mm. now that like it's kind of just second nature to me just to like sing them and I could I could close my eyes and not even think about it and they would just come out of my mouth right, right. and then when I go when I like sit down and read the lyrics again when I read them back I'm like holy shit like yeah this really does have some like deeper shit to it like it's it's a lot deeper than what I I just like spew out of my mouth right. every time like. It's like getting back into touch with what you wrote. Yeah. And it kind of gives you a second, like... It's like... You should feel the what the song means when you're delivering it. Because if you can exert the emotion of the song, too, while singing it, then it's going to give it more life. But I've, like... That's one thing, you saying that, that I always loved about playing with you and that really elevated things was you could feel the, like your emotional attachment to like what we were playing and what it was about. And we could even probably get more into that. And that's what like your speeches were so cool because it was like, you're connecting what this song is about and getting people to like, okay, here's what he's thinking about. And he's talking about how this song is about this. And this is what we're all going to feel right now when we play this song. And that's what I thought was really cool. Yeah, and, like, and generally speaking, I don't, I, I, I don't mind doing that. But like you yeah. said, I'd like the audience to take their own interpretation. Definitely, but it is important sometimes to do that to to be like, this is what the song's about, so then people can make an attachment to the song, and like then mm-hmm. they kind of grow. But I it. think you do a good job with the way you say it that it's not so. It's solid, still kind of open, but like even to your point of like. I'm singing this song and I'm I'm just like singing it with my eyes closed. It's funny because like even when I'm if I'm like singing and playing guitar and like and I'm just thinking about like what I'm going to sing next. Yeah, what yeah, I'm yeah. going to say after the song. Or you're thinking about like And I'm like what? singing lyrics and thinking about what I'm going to say after the song and and people are like already wondering like how are you singing and playing guitar at the same time? And I'm sitting here thinking <laughs> about like 
kind of feel like 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 oh my that guy hurts. over there is looking at me weird. <laughs> like I guess I'll stare him down for a second. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. um, but you're you're on autopilot. Yeah, sometimes. Oh man, speaking of like thinking like a guy's looking at you or something, it's like do you ever get that feeling when you're like you're too self-aware when you're on stage and you're like, oh man, people are thinking things and I'm mm. getting paranoid. I've actually, I've, I've had that. Definitely. I actually don't think I've ever had that. Like it's, if, if anything like that, it's always been a motivator just to like make the energy change. Yeah. And I, it's definitely easier in cutthroat. I think there's something about having more people that just dilutes that, but like, I'm used to way more pressure, but anyway, it's like, like playing the song automatically where you're so memorized. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's like playing a sport and you're like, Oh, I already know this play. Like we're just running it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's like, you almost need that because I remember in one of my bands in twin division, when we were playing at the pump station and I was like, Oh yeah, yeah. You know, I'm an autopilot. I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm at the pump station. It's time to like, now I'm time to jump up and down and go crazy. And I'm like, Oh my God. I totally forgot that I'm playing like leads right here and I got to like stand here and like really focus and I'm like kind of like almost messing up and I'm like that's why it's good to have it like the back of your hand so then you're not like because then you can be into the show and then you can worry about the crowd and then you can worry about you know problems and whatever's going on but. But you do also want to still stay connected like you don't want to you don't want to disconnect so far from the song that it's just like you know, you're reading the same book in front of the class and it just doesn't have any like, you know what I mean? It's just like, you're reading it like a, like a fucking statue. You know, that's where I struggle is, I guess not struggle, but like conflict is like, am I trying to like be into the vibe of the crowd and with my band and like the moment, or am I trying to be into what this song is about and express it? I guess probably both. You just got to find the dance. It's just a dance of doing it all. Like you got to find the balance of, of conveying the message of the song to the audience by connecting to them and like engaging them. It's just, it's just, it's, it's hard. It's not, it's not like, you know, people think it's, it's easy sometimes, but like there's more to it than just, singing and songwriting and you can't practice that stuff that's why it's good to play shows and get experience and like see what it's like but some guys do it for years and never get that you know some some people just aren't showmen some people are just musicians and aren't showmen that's fine some people are just showmen and not musicians like they can't sing or or play music to save their life but they are a good showman like they'll engage you see i feel like you gotta be both I feel like me and you are kind of opposites in that way. Like, I'm like, I was more used to the music and I kind of had to learn how to be a showman. And you were more of a showman and you kind of had to learn to get more into the music. Yeah. And like, that's just interesting. You should be able to like do both. But I like, you know, I don't know. It's definitely, a, it's it's a dance. And, and I, I agree with you. Like, I'm definitely more in the show side. Like, I, I, I've learned the music died a little bit, but still there's a lot I struggle with. Because you even had that just natural gift even when you were like, when we were really young, doing it right away. Oh, for the shows and stuff? Yeah, and well, and I feel like, yeah, just for the speeches and like vibe and like, that, I know you maybe like look back on it and you think it was dumb, but it was, it was not. It was like, 
you had it, you know? Well, that comes from watching others, you know? Yeah. I got that from Shinedown, Disturbed, like, that's, that's where all that came from, was watching other bands and being like, that's cool. Like, right. I want to do that. Like, I get something out of that. I'm going to make that happen for me, you know? Yeah, and then I have a great time being like, don't got to worry about that today. I'm just going to flail around on the guitar and let Dakota talk. <laughs> and then when you're talking, I'm going to be like, wow. And Ooh. it's like, yeah. So another song that that we have that I really think has a great feeling and the lyrics are really cool is Divine Intervention. I agree. So the chorus, um, you want to say it? <laughs> now that I see your intentions in mind. Fever is running an all-time high on a mountain, increasing with pride. Uh, always, always, always like, self-righteous and so divine. Yeah, and then the music goes so well with it. And... But but that's also a misdirect too, where it's yep. like uh, a fever is running an all-time high on a mountain, increasing with pride. Always self-righteous and so divine. Yeah, and then you have another one, like the double chorus at the end of the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It goes, always self-righteous and so divide us and conquer to keep us in line. Illumination is on the rise of the weak and the steady decline. The ever self-righteous and so divine. Yeah. sounds It sounds smooth coming off, but it does it multiple times in that last one. Yeah, and, they get, and like the music's getting more intense as mm-hmm. you're going to, mm-hmm. that, to that part, and yeah. That one really is cool. That's the, kind of more the metal-ish kind of. The verses are cool in that song too, and then the, I like the what. Here's another good line that I like that has like a a hidden message from that song, is uh, um. It's in the bridge. It goes uh. It's so hard without music. I know, like, you know you what I mean? Suck. I guess you got to <laughs> think of that first word. Keep. Um, Keep us in debt, fill us with dread. Keep us. In, see, it's hard to do it without saying it. Keep us in debt, fill us with dread. So catatonic, keep bowing our heads. No breath to wind, no legs to stand. Genesis said we must use our own hands. That's the lyric. Genesis said we must use our own hands, and that comes from Land of wow. Confusion, in the song Land of Confusion, where Genesis yeah. says. This is the world we live in, and these are the hands we're given. That, you're blowing my mind right now. Did you, I didn't even know that you said that. And that alone is just a cool line. Genesis yeah. said we must use our own hands. Yeah. See, your your vocabulary and like thought process on like, you know, the poetry of it is is like really good. Well, and like that that's that alone is a, just a cool lyric, even if you didn't know the inside meaning of it. But because because. Divine Intervention it kind of is similar to what Land of Confusion... Like, the message is similar to the message of Land of Confusion. Yeah. You know? It's like... Like, the 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 the, the weak shall rise kind of thing. Right. Like, the powerful may try it in whatever and sense. And that's a good sentiment, and it's kind of delivered differently, though. It is. It's more... It um, maybe it's darker a little bit, mm-hmm. or more like intense but that's why i chose it was just like it, it reminded me of land of confusion so i was like genesis said we must use our own hands because i i don't it's hard for me to describe what the music makes me think of i come up with like weird descriptions where it's like it's like a rock version of like lamb of god or something hmm. i don't know like it's probably not the greatest description it's, it's, but it's right along there like the 
with the how the music goes that yeah that Drew's riff really there like kind of gives me that Lamb of God feeling and yeah definitely like that's those are some good lyrics and that's what's nice too is like like obviously I'm a big fan just objectively of your lyric writing and your style so it's like it works when you can bring people together in a band that's like hey like I already like what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. So I'm supporting you. Well, and that's the thing too is like you're you're right in that. Like I can say that individually about each member. Yeah. Like I like the parts that you bring to this band. Definitely. Like, and there's not just musically. Like there's aspects personally that everybody brings to the band that is very unique. Right. You definitely. Know? And like everybody brings a little something outside of the music to the band. Yeah, and I think this band too has something that I've lacked before and I've really noticed it now is like having people. And I almost think there's more of us that are like this than are not, but like just kind of really solid people in the band, like a rock, you know, like, yeah. like uh, someone who's not going to get too worked up and someone who's going to be, you know, that stoic, like you can rely that, on like them. Tim Duncan, you know, like, yeah, they're, yeah, yeah. like they're like, like, I feel like you and Drew and Lucas definitely have that vibe, and me and Aaron are kind of the crazy people. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I get the wild cards a me little bit. Me and Aaron are kind of the wild cards, and Drew, you guys are like... But you the, need a little bit more of it. You know, I mean, it'd be kind of bland if there weren't some wild cards. I mean, know? like, I'm, like, flailing around and screaming high-pitched in Drew's face. <laughs> Aaron's kind of like, maybe partially drunk and, like, <laughs> over there, like... And like Lucas is just sweating bullets, and it's yeah. But but that's what gives it some character. Yeah, definitely. You know, like you gotta have a little character. Because someone too. told me like after a show it was like, you guys look like you're like from different walks of life, but you all somehow like fit together right, just as people, not yeah, as yeah. musicians. Oh yeah, it's like. It, you know, some it's of a, us in the band, you're like, I could never see those two guys ever hanging out. It's a legit Motley crew. Yeah, it is. And, like, the way that, like, I knew of Lucas is so weird. And, like, it's like I randomly was in this church band once for, like, three things. And he was playing drums because his mom was the worship team leader. And I was always like, he's a potential drummer if I ever need one. Yeah. Yeah. And, well, then, and, then, he, like, and then he knew Drew. <laughs> he knew Drew, and I met Drew through work. Right. So it was just like a random, like, just small world type situation. And I guess you're related to Aaron or something. Right, right. I'm just kidding. Well, that's, and that's how that happened, too. But <laughs> small yeah. world there, too. <laughs> but, no, it's 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 really cool. Like, I, I agree. The uh, the chemistry is there. Yeah. And that shows through. In, in the music and in the performance. Definitely. Definitely a band I'm proud of and Oh yeah. Absolutely. Like I and and of course with any band, like you're gonna have some ups and downs and stuff, but it's like more ups than downs and definitely easily bounce back. It's been well over three years. <sighs> That's more than all the other projects I've ever done combined. Yeah. Like double. Yeah. I've never had a band that's lasted for, like, this long in a row. Yeah. Like, never. That's crazy. I think, yeah. Definitely. 
Well, that's a good sign. Definitely. Yeah. Now, okay. So uh, we've been we've been talking music about an hour now, which yeah. is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. I Does love your audience know a lot about Cutthroat now. <laughs> um, <laughs> if they don't, they should. But I do want to talk a little bit about something slightly other than music. Let's do something that uh, now. This is good that it's later in the episode. So for anybody listening, understand this. Spoiler alerts ahead. I'm not going to hold back. If you haven't seen the movie, turn it off now or skip to the end. We got to talk Thor. Spoiler alert. You know what? I will say opening weekend is over. And if you haven't seen it on opening weekend, then you're probably going to watch it at home or not at all. And, you know... Yeah. I'm just delaying more time so you can shut off the... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so this was your forewarning. Don't skip ahead. And if you did skip ahead and you're seeing a spoiler, this is your lesson to not skip ahead. Uh-huh. Yeah, agreed, agreed. We're going to talk some Thor Ragnarok because I love... Wait, the... no, 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 no. Thor Love and Thunder. Oh, my, my bad. Yes, my bad. Thor Love and Thunder. Uh, love the Marvel Universe. And yes. And this was the most recent in the... Uh, in the movie, the biggest unit. budget of any Marvel movie ever made. No way. Two hundred fifty million. No way. That's what they said. Over. And I was Endgame? thinking, I was like, "What did you have? Five thousand dollar donut breakfast?" Or? Over Endgame, it I was guess. more. I don't know. That's bizarre. I thought the cast alone would be that much for Endgame. Although there were some like surprising uh, um, cameos. Really, I'm trying to remember. Matt Damon. That, and, he's been in it before, but that I know, was but, really good. And then Melissa McCarthy. Yeah, that was great. That was a good one. Okay, so first of all, before first we even all, before we even dive in, okay. Overall thoughts, just like immediate reaction, and like, what would you give it out of ten? Oh boy, I would say eight out of ten. Okay. Um, okay. I didn't have a lot of expectations coming into this one. I didn't really have any clue or didn't really think about what it could be about too much. Um, I was really worried about the Natalie Portman, Jane Foster, bringing her back in. Because I haven't seen the first two Thors in so long. I don't even remember what they're about. I think most people probably feel that way and they are not very good. Mm -hmm. But they actually did it okay. With her. They did way better than I expected. The movie was... I, I thought it was good. I liked the movie. Yeah, I did too. <clears throat> I would give it more like a 7 out of 10. Oh, really? Like, not not that's not sliding it in you any sense. You think it's sense. better or worse than Ragnarok? Not as good. Not as good? I think they are very similar. I think it's maybe slightly worse. Yeah. Just slightly... Be- and here's why. I think they leaned into the comedy side a little too much. And can I give you an example? Yes. So, the goats. Yeah. Okay, you know what? I will say, when it first happened, I was like, that's pretty annoying. And then the second, third time, I was like, oh, okay, I get it. It's a joke. Like, they're screaming. Like, (laughs) but, and then the, like, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth, eleventh, twelfth, whatever at the time, I was like... We get it. Is this movie for eight-year-olds or? They definitely leaned in the comedy stuff a little yeah. too hard. Um, I I liked the story, like the story arc. I liked the plot. I thought they kind of rushed it a little bit in the beginning with like, oh, she's got cancer. Now all of a sudden she's Thor. Like she just goes, oh, the hammer beckoned me. Like they explained everything correctly. Like I 
I like why she became Thor. Like, why she was able to harness the power of Thor. I like why she needed to. But I thought they didn't, like... They should have dove into it a little more. Rather than explaining it, they should have done it. Well, they didn't do any of it. It was just like... She just showed up and then... She's just like, I'm Thor. And it's like, I'm the mighty Thor. And it's like, what are you talking about? No one ever showed us anything. No one ever explained anything. I'm supposed to just know that you're the mighty Thor because he told his hammer to look after you. Well, but then your ha- the hammer was like killing her. <laughs> I'm like, what? Yeah, I mean, I thought they, I thought they kind of dropped the ball a little bit that. But overall, I still like the idea. I didn't really like her dialogue a lot. And once again, I gotta, I. I hate to do it, but I gotta just tell me. I gotta knock Marvel for once again absolutely just punishing us with gay stuff. Like I don't want to say punishing in a bad way, but it's just so in your face that it's it's not it's not uh allied stuff anymore. It's just like we're doing this to to do this. Like it's so blatantly unnecessary that it takes away from what they're trying to do. You know what I mean? Definitely is something where they sit in the writing table and like, okay guys, we got to make in sure this we we do this and like so are are you kind of mainly referring to like when they're talking about Valkyrie? Yes, and then so they Korg to, and Korg with yeah. like him like I felt like I almost felt like they were trying to hold back a little bit. Really? But maybe they weren't. Like, I, I thought, like, do we really need to know the rock guy's sexuality? Right. Like, w- it's so blatantly like why? they're just trying so hard and to I- put this in there. And and here's the thing. I don't care if you, I don't even honestly care if you, like, blatantly do it just to do it in a movie. But every single movie, you can, like, going back to, I mean, at least the last four Marvel movies that they've put out. Eternals had it. Doctor Strange had it. This one had it. I don't remember if Black Widow had it. But it wouldn't shock me if it did. Can't remember. I I saw that one not too long ago. But But like, it's... I'm trying to think of the the movie series, or the TV series. I just just worry for them when, like, how well that stuff's going to age. Where it's like, yeah, it's like, are we going to see this in 10 years and be like, oh, cringe. Well, and like, don't get me wrong. Like it's, it, this isn't a point of contention because I'm against LGBTQ or anything like that. Like it has nothing to do with that. It has more to do with the fact that it's so blatantly because they're trying to agendize it rather than make a story out of it. It's like, it doesn't really fit the, the plot. And and again, if you, if you wanted to just throw it in there, okay, but just you don't got to do it on every single movie. I thought it was a little bit more subtle and tasteful this time, but you're right. It's like, I remember being like, of course this is like, of course Valkyrie's gay. Of course. Yeah. And it's, it's a bit weird. I, but it's I, like... I did think today though, with Thor and him being stripped naked yeah. at, by Zeus. And, and then they asked Korg and he was like, I loved it. That was really funny. Yeah, and now I'm like, oh wait a second, why did he did he say that because he liked it or was he just being See, like a suck up? And, and you're right, that's subtle though. That's yeah. subtle. 
That's them doing it subtly. And that's all they needed to do. They didn't need to do, like, the whole him holding hands with the dude making a baby. Like, eh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we're going this far. I don't know. And it's whatever. It didn't take away from the movie at all. It's just another thing that's like, okay. Or whether... And and it doesn't necessarily have to be a gay thing either. It could be a gay thing. It could be, like, just gendered stuff. Like, making some poke at, like, women's rights. Or just any kind of, like, knock on the white man. It's always in one direction. The hetero white man. Yeah, right. Like, it's just... Whether it's race, racial... Uh, sexual, well, and then even to that, they kind of like, uh, like wimpify Thor a lot. They kind of make him a simp a little bit throughout, like where he's acting all w- wimpy with Jane, and eh. and and I mean, I kind of just get tired of the like, the like, oh, but I love you, and I'm like. But- that that didn't I, I didn't I didn't catch that one as much you like didn't. that that didn't stand out to me as much I know what you're saying but it didn't stand out to me as much as like a flaw because mm. that has been something that that is in Thor's character but is... yeah and you know they didn't butcher they did pretty good considering the subject matter with like the love story between Jane and him yeah and I mean I don't know what else you do in terms of that but like I think like definitely Eternals with like. That was the, more blatant. It was more blatant, and it was more, like, didn't make sense. Or, like, it didn't go with the story. It wasn't funny. Like, it wasn't It wasn't anything. Like, at least the Korg thing was, like, kind of funny. Yeah. And, like, it was, like, you know, the equivalent of, like, the stork or the yeah, cabbage yeah. patch kind of thing. And that's where, true. That's true. And, may, and who, who am I to say that his race is only males? Like maybe they're only males. Well, yeah. And you know, you could, that's one thing I'll say you could pass it off as that, but it's just like, and it wasn't blatantly gay. Like, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> maybe I'm just being, can I tell you though? One of the funniest lines I think that I can like remember mm-hmm. is like, go team kids in a cage. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> that was good. But that almost was a little kind of disturbing too. Like, well, it was it like, if you really think about it, it could be like a political statement. Yeah, And it's like, it kind of almost was like, what are they trying to say by this? They're kidnapping a bunch of kids. And I didn't, I, I didn't look too far past that one. Now, let me tell you the things that made this movie so fucking awesome. Like, this is why this movie is good. First of all, visual effects. They did awesome with visual effects. I thought the fights. Yeah, I thought. Th- I thought there was a good balance between, um, like serious and action and and like romance. But then I do think they kind of overdid the comedy. I stand by that statement. That the comedy was kind of a little. It kind of took away from some of the more, like, meaningful moments, mm. in certain parts. Not okay. a, not every time, but like in certain parts, you know. Um, I thought they kind of just like a little bit overdid that, but I do think it was good balanced. The visual effects were awesome. The soundtrack was awesome. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good, even though I hate Guns N' Roses. But it, but, <laughs> but it, it fit. fit. It fit really well, yeah. But the number one thing in my book that made this movie fucking awesome, Christian Bale. Oh, yeah. Crushed that role. He was good. Crushed it. Like... Might be one of my favorite villains in the MCU now. Yeah. He did so good with he had he had motive for why he was a, a villain. Mm-hmm. He was a good villain. Like mm-hmm. he did what 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 Wanda and Scarlet Witch didn't do. Like he was corrupted by by something. He was cursed, 
and he played it off perfectly. Yeah. You know, like he played it off like a corrupted being. Right. And I think the way they used him to start the movie was great. Yes. Because you're really like making it its own movie, which is what it needs to be still. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. then the whole concept of like all these other gods and he's killing them. And like, that was a really cool concept because i feel like some of these marvel movies the villain's just kind of like an afterthought or yes oh who cares because we have a really big villain that we're gonna fight in a big like avengers movie it's like i really liked that how they did it and they made it really important and they picked a really good big name actor for it and they made it yeah well and said they did a great job with it and they did you know it works too because first of all you're including the gods thing, which is a very prevalent part in the Marvel universe with like Zeus and Hercules and Ares. Like these are characters that are prevalent in the Marvel universe. See, I didn't know that, but that's cool. Yeah. yeah. And, and obviously no, like again, spoilers. If you've gotten this far, you've been spoiled the fuck out of, but um, <laughs> like, like Hercules being at the end. That was cool. Like that's a good I was surprised. Yeah. No, that's a great, um, like a know. tease for another villain. Yeah. Yeah. For Thor. And like, and and also one that would be powerful to fight him. And he's kind of on a similar like level, where it's a physical battle. Yes, and not so much like, you know, the one thing about what's it, Gore, the God Slayer, or whatever. I can't exactly the God remember. Butcher. The God Butcher. It's like I kind of wish I knew a little bit more, like what the backstory of the thing corrupting him was. Oh, was it the yeah. Necro Sword? Yeah, and it's like okay, like where did this thing come from? It's like clearly some sort of demonic evil thing that the the previous owner was killed by it because it poisons you and then it chose him but like that scene with him and that first god and that god is just so like a piece of shit yeah he's a piece of shit and it's like over the top kind of almost cartoony and it was like the only thing i'll say and it's the same problem i have with john krasinski being um mr fantastic is it's like I'm having a hard time not seeing you as Christian Bale. See, I didn't. I I thought he played it really well because he did as good as you could possibly do for an actor that's that famous walking into this. I agree, but I thought he played it his own. I thought he played the character as a character. Really? Not as like John Krasinski playing. I think, yeah. And I think the corrupted acting moments were better than the like when he was in the Agreed. beginning in the Agreed. end. I would agree. Because it was that. harder to like disguise stuff. But it was like his movements, like the way he just like like just like the way he did his hands and the way he just like But he's a great like method was uh, he a method actor? He's, yeah, he's oh, he great is. at he being is. different extremely different characters. But And I I I liked the the whole like uh pantheon of gods there. And 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 it also ties in well with Moon Knight because that's oh. all the Egyptian stuff, you know. I didn't even think about that. I haven't seen Moon Knight. It's pretty good. But um yeah, definitely some good moments in this. I do feel like it might end up being a little bit forgettable. Like I can, I am already kind of like what happened here and uh, so here's here's what I think. First impression, leaving the theater, I thought it was better than uh, Multiverse of Madness. Really? But I went back and watched Multiverse right after that. I only got halfway through it. But the fir- like immediately my my uh, 
um, takeaway from just the first half of multiverse was better than the first time I saw it. Interesting. I mean, it's just as being like a, like an old, old school Marvel fan, I guess, or like going back to watching it from the beginning. It's like, I think our heartstrings are more tugged by Thor and guardians of the galaxy than it is by Dr. Strange. Well, and they're two, but think, they're two completely different styled movies though. Yeah, that's true. I just think that, Doctor Strange is never going to be as popular as like Iron Thor Man. and Guardians of the Galaxy, and it's like they're trying to make him into that a maybe? lead guy. They're trying to make him into a lead guy, and I understand. But multiverse was really good though. Like, like after watching it the second time, I liked more things, and that was the problem with me going into that movie is I had way more expectations than I should have. Were they like? Big expectations, like you thought it was going to be like on I had, the level of Avengers, and it wasn't. Yeah, yeah. Like I had all these expectations, and none of them were met. So going into it, knowing how they were going to do it, I like what they did, and and it is good. Yeah. And so I I I think I bump, I I don't bump multiverse over Thor, but I bump it up from where I had it when I my first reaction to it. And you know, cl- they clearly knew in Thor that like, okay, this whole like Ragnarok guardians of the galaxy vibe, we got to stick with this. And and, and I think they kind of just went and I'm like a little overboard with it. This might be controversial, but I'm not a Loki fan. Okay. And he is annoying to me and I'm glad he's not at this movie. Who I- played him? Matt Damon. Oh, in this one, yeah. I like that version better. <laughs> Did have you seen the Loki series? Mm-mm, I haven't seen any of the series. You should. The Loki series is really good. I like the Loki series the hmm. best. I thought Loki was the best. WandaVision is second best, and Moon Knight is third. Yeah, and that's one thing with Multiverse of Madness compared to Thor: Love and Thunder is the villain story and the villain is just so much better in Thor. It is because the over the top indestructible Wanda thing is, is kind of ridiculous. Well, and like, so, so here's the thing. Gore is the God butcher. He literally has the power to kill gods, but somehow he does not feel unbeatable. He doesn't feel like this overpowered and he has like shadow powers and shit. You know what I mean? Like he is clearly very powerful, but he doesn't come across like, unbeatable like wanda does yeah wanda beating the whatever the different earths avengers in like two seconds i'm like okay yeah like, single-handedly it almost felt like it was rushed and it was like you you're coming across as like overpowered and like they made her too sympathetic i can't remember what the other weird thing about the wanda thing was but well, her motive was really shitty. Yeah, it was just... Like, Gore's motive in, in him, you could sympathize with him. Like, you could be like, okay, I get why he hates gods. I get why he wants to kill all the gods. Like, his motive is... It, it's understandable. Hers was like, I want to be with my children who I've never had, but, like, made up in my head... And I'm going to kill anybody in my way just to make that happen, including myself in another universe. Yeah. It's just such a selfish, like, unrealistic idea of, like, I think even a parent would be like, that's stupid. Because she is supposed to be a good guy, and her reason for becoming bad is, like, 
kind of ridiculous and like like the change is so extreme well where i it's mean it's like she's literally like i'm gonna sacrifice this kid on the like satanic table <laughs> and it's like but she's, at least gore go ahead i was gonna say she, she is corrupted by okay. the book oh, so yeah, so her becoming evil that is understandable why she becomes evil but her motive to like doing all this evil stuff is stupid but like gore though you do get that sense of like, I'm rooting for Thor. Like yeah. this guy is like, he's bad and he knows he's bad. Like he's, you know, he's blinded by like, it just, comes, it just comes yeah. off more villainy. Well, he has like a revenge mindset where Wanda literally has like a selfish motive where it's just like, I want to be with my kids. Well, and the acting behind it, maybe I'm not, like I didn't really think her performance was as believable. Like her, like, I would agree. Her being like intimidating and, and intense is, is a little bit like. I don't know. It just definitely doesn't have the same vibe. Where it's it's funny that it's like, oh, we're gonna justify Wanda's power by being like, well, there's this temple that's been here, and she's like the the like chosen one, and it's like, oh my gosh, like everyone's elevated to this like extreme status and it just never ends. Did you see? It's just like... Were you the one that sent me the, the meme of of Spongebob? Yeah. And it's just like every time she's just getting more powerful. Like every movie, it just shows Spongebob getting bigger and bigger. Yeah, and it's like Wanda and Doctor Strange. and He's just like this fucking god. <laughs> <laughs> You're uninvited from the orgy. Which ones? Did you like when Zeus said that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was great. And he goes, ah, oh, maybe he's not so cool. Yeah. He's but maybe that, not so cool. But that's cool. That That's smart, though, because he that is how Zeus is. Like, Zeus is just like this fucking sex fiend that's like a total... In the Marvel comics. No, in real in real <laughs> mythology. In real life. Yeah. Well, no. no. this isn't a joke to me. Okay, just kidding. In real mythology, he's like this total, like... Really? Debauchery, like, just... Uh, freaking! I didn't know that. Glutton. Because that's what I was wondering. I was like, man, Marvel's putting some some hate on Zeus's name no, that's, over here. He's he's all about the orgies and drunken nights and wine and fucking all that stuff. Good old Zeus. Oh my god! And he and he does like a Greek accent, which is funny. Yeah, that is kind of funny. <laughs> I'm, I'm like dying with this. Okay, it's all right. We're almost. In fact, we could probably wrap up if you want. Unless you had anything else to add about Thor. I I don't know. Natalie Portman, you're not the greatest actor, but you did a good job in this movie compared I it was to some of her other movies. I did think it was alright. She was pretty good. Um Yeah. I saw I saw a a, movie. I saw an article that said Taika White I can never say his last name. Taika Waititi? Who was that? The the director. Oh, okay. I don't know his how to pronounce it. He also voices Korg. But oh, <clears throat> he's one of the best characters in the whole movie. He um he at apparently he he got greenlit for some uh Star Wars project, probably a a series or something like that. And he asked Natalie Portman if she'd be interested in playing in it, not realizing she's already <sighs> been a character in Star Wars. It's so bad. It it's funny though, like Have you seen Free Guy? Yeah. He's in that. He's the bad guy. Mm-hmm. That's who that is. And he's the director in that movie too. I and think. he's Korg. Mm-hmm. Hey man, we're starting a revolution. I love Korg. And it was funny. He goes, apparently, all you need to be of whatever is your mouth. 
Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like, that's exactly what Doug used to say. <laughs> I like, I like, oh yeah, Doug's dead. I love that. He was get out of here, ghost. <laughs> <laughs> Revolution has begun. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, he is good. And I, I don't know. I just, I, I definitely think Ragnarok was better, just because it, it flowed. It definitely kind of ties in a little bit better with the like other Marvel universe type things and like Thor a little bit better. I, uh, I also like, think it was good because you were you the first two movies didn't have that element. Yeah. And so for them to go with this element in that movie made it just like it elevated and it. This and this one yeah, you kind of expected it to be more it. like that. And this one almost gave me the feeling of like it's like out there like Ragnarok was, but it's like a little bit even more out there and it's like floating away a little too far. I actually would have appreciated if they went that direction but pulled it back. Like even less than Ragnarok. Yeah. I would have appreciated it more. Like I think I would have been like, okay. Like, but I think winner. that I prefer Gore to like what's her name Helen Hella Hella as the villain. I could like, I agree with that. Like I said, I think Gore is one of my favorite Marvel villains just in this MCU really? for Although, sure. If you want to talk about like like a feminine villain or she was like, good. Um, gosh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a any female kind of villain. archetype that'll go with like a believable like feminine villain. She is a perfect example. She hit the nail on the of head. like, she's not like a woman that's trying to be like a man and be a villain. She's being like evil, but like as she like just a, so happens like to be as a, a but like as a woman would be. Do you right. know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, 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 like yeah. that, like in a in a like feminine way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it's you. It's evil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if that makes sense. I, I, I know what it's you're not like to say. a masculine evil. It's like a feminine evil, and it kind of. You know, if you ever like, but it doesn't seem too played out. If you ever like came across anything like that in real life or anything, like you'd be like, yeah, she's <laughs> like the evil stepmom, like she's like I... that evil boss I had or something. Like... Are there any other female villains, like lead villains in the Marvel universe? Like, there's the the girl from the uh, there's the, a... the Black Order. I don't know what that is. That from from. Uh... Infinity War oh. and Endgame. There's the girl from um, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Which oh, Ghost. You, yeah, Ghost, which eh, it's kind of, it's almost like she's the side villain or yeah. something. But like, and then there's there's the one from Black Widow, too. I'm trying to remember. Oh, yeah. Um, the daughter. But or it's almost like someone's just controlling her. Yeah, it doesn't come off. Like, Hel- Hela is believable that, like, she is the mm-hmm. the like one, you know. Agreed. That was really good that they did that. Yeah, that was like an excellent like fan like female. And well villain. cast too. They're, they're oh, very yeah. good at casting. And like her like gear and the way she looked was really intimidating, and like her facial expressions were so like intense, and like she was the perfect person for that. Yeah, I agree. Well, let's wrap this bad boy up now that we spoiled the entire movie. Yeah, I don't even need to watch it. <laughs> uh, you know I like to end the podcast with a positive or motivational message from the guest to the audience. Anything that you would like to share with them? Uplift some spirits out there. Uplift some spirits? Holy cow. That's a that's a big... Tall order. That's a tall order. Um, 
my gosh. I feel like I did this on the last podcast, and now I don't want to repeat what I said. Which was? I can't remember. Oh. <laughs> like, hey, he said the same thing in both those podcasts. Yeah, I'm just a broken record. Mm. But, um, positive message. I say to keep with the theme of music and creativity, do something creative. Go write that song. Go do that painting. Go, you know, it doesn't need to be your whole life. It doesn't need to be, you know, something that you're breaking your back to do and and you're like out to prove anything super crazy, but it's good for the soul. You know, like we were saying, you're finding the ideas making a cool song, do it for yourself. Do something, you know. Yeah, stretch that creative brain. Yeah, just do, do stretch your creative brain. Um, learn something about yourself creatively. I like it. Yeah. I don't think we've ever heard that one on here. So. Mix it up. Unique. I like it. And I agree with it. I think that is good. Cre- and watch big movies right away. So that people so that you don't get spoiled, and you know what? That is a positive message because <laughs> you're gonna be negative when you get spoiled. Yeah, well, and yeah. I and I I truly do hate spoilers. I hate having movies spoiled yeah, for me because I haven't watched Stranger Things yet, and I feel like I've already been spoiled. Mm. Eh. Yeah, but yeah, be creative and and go with the flow of the ideas. Let the ideas flow through you. Yeah, seek them out. I like it. And come check us out August 20th at Harley-Davidson. We're playing with fake news. Show starts, I believe, at 6. But you can check it out on our Facebook page. Uh, Follow the Facebook page for all the info and for all future shows. And just to, you know, be supportive of the band. Yeah, and fake news is great, too. They are. Good guys. Really excited for that show. Also, make sure you follow the podcast on all the channels, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcast. Follow on there, rate, review, like, share. Let everybody know. Let me. Let this guy know what you thought of this podcast. Reach out to him and say, hey, I saw you on the podcast. Great job. And, you know, share it to the world so everybody can see it. But most importantly, don't forget, life's a garden. Dig it. You've got, you've got.